Elder, the last place you'll look forever. Welcome back, everybody. Hope you're all having a wonderful night, because our intrepid heroes are not. We've got Trevor Ebbs riding some sort of monstrous beast from another time and space. Well, probably just another time, because it is like a prehistoric mammal of some kind. We have Father O'Malley about to be devoured by a... About to be fangoriously devoured by a feathered monster. And we've got Izzy with his hands in his pockets. Wishing he could be more useful to the team. There are very useful things in these pockets. The tree just fell, and that had angered the bird atop it. And judging from the noise, Og, who fell with the tree. What are you doing? Um, well, Og's a really heavy dude, and he's falling from a great height, and I don't want to see him get hurt when he hits the ground, so I'm going to try and position this big lumbering thing, hopefully, so that Og lands on it, and breaks his fall, and secretly maybe the thing. I see, I see. Roll to protect someone. Okay. I took the dice out, but I didn't take them out of the bag. Oh, you're good at this. I'm the best. Well, a six and a three is a nine. And to protect someone... Ugh, this paperwork is so heavy. That's tough. I know. Which is a zero. How tough are you? Only a zero. Okay. so I got a nine. Okay. So. You... Here's what I'll let you do. You can get underneath it and save him, but he will land on top of you. Or he will land on top of this creature, enraging it. Oh. Well, I've already seen what it can do if it's not enraged, because it knocked down this giant tree. So I don't think I want to see that happen. And I'm kind of tough, so hopefully he doesn't turn me into paste. I'm going to let him land on me while I save my buddy Og. And whomp. Og lands on you. Take three harm. Woo! Fortunately, I can take two less, unless it's armor defeating. Og is not currently defeating your armor. Because there was a time when he used to, so, you know. Well, I mean, if he was biting you, that might happen. Fair enough. So Og is on top of me. I'm on top he, of the creature. He lands in a superhero pose on top of you. Three-point stance! What a swell fella. In his left hand, he is gripping a panel he tore off of the side of the helicopter. He is using it as a shield. Is it the panel that says, It's your boys? It's your boys. It's your boys! Tucked into his belt, he has one of the helicopter rotor blades with the end scrunched into a makeshift handle. He 
realizes he's standing on top of you and then gets off. Of you, not of this giant monster thing. That's cool, man. I appreciate it. Glad I could be of service. O'Malley. Yes, my son. I don't remember what you were doing. I was being stared down primarily by the... By the bird. Yes. Uh, this bird is circling overhead very angry. And it dives towards you. I will attempt to time my roll uh, so that I roll at the most inopportune time for its dive so it hits directly into the plateau while I roll backwards unscathed. That sounds like an act under pressure roll. All right. All right. A three and a six is a nine plus my cool of a one is a ten. So you duck and roll as this creature gouges into the ground and slams into it hard. It skids and crashes into the trees and starts to right itself and try to turn around. It is not nearly as nimble as it is in the air. As it's attempting to come around, I'm going to attempt to cut it from stem to stern with my sword. Actually, I guess in this case it would be from stern to stem. Roll to kick some ass. All right, a five and a three is an eight, plus my tough of three is a nine, ten, eleven. With an eleven, you get to pick an extra effect. I would like to take less harm. Okay. You run, you slash at the thing, trying to bisect it. But your blade isn't digging deep enough in to truly cut the thing in half. You are leaving a big gouge in it, though when it whips its wing towards you and knocks you 20 feet. You hit the ground. You skid. It turns back towards you, shrieking, as you realize you are getting precariously close to the edge of this cliff. A place I've been before. It's a sheer drop down? Yes. Okay. I'm going to holding my sword aloft in one hand, make a come-on gesture at the bird, hoping that rather than flying at me, it comes running. And then, as it charges, I'm going to attempt at the last minute to sidestep and trip it over the cliff. Okay, let's have you act under pressure again. Let's. Well, uh, two and a three is a five, plus my cool of one is a six. You position yourself, you ready your blade to strike and trip, and as it comes closer, you wait, and you wait, and right before you move, it steps on the edge of the cliff, and the cliff's weight can't bear it. The cliff, you and the bird, tumble down. Easy. Trevor has driven the large creature he's riding off deeper into the woods in the direction Og's voice was coming from. And the giant bird has swooped down and started tangling with Father O'Malley. <laughs> what are you doing, Izzy? I've been temporally displaced for a minute, and so I have to 
reevaluate what all my options are, since this is effectively the moment I've come back into consciousness. Yes. Trevor and O'Malley are each fighting a different giant prehistoric monster. Uh, but Trevor's giant prehistoric monster is, for lack of a better term, under his reign. <laughs> well, there's also things you could be doing other than directly engaging giant prehistoric monsters. Well, yes, but then I wouldn't be any fun. No, I mean, like, you could, like, be doing things to address the primary concern instead of fighting the minions. Not to make matters worse, but didn't the spirit come out of the tree when the tree fell? The spirit is manifesting. Okay. Well, where is the manifested spirit? It isn't manifested yet. There is energy rising from the ground where the tree was ripped up. Oh, well, splendid. I'm going to take the opportunity, reach into my suitcase, and pull out from it a book. But I don't put this book back. I keep this book out. It was actually what I was looking for. And I open this large encyclopedia... And I open it to the 665th page, a page just before a very complex fondue recipe. And upon it is an old Gaelic incantation, which I start to recite while from the pockets my hands were in, I begin to, while walking in a circle around this manifesting area, dropping handfuls of salt, handfuls of what seems to almost be a phosphorus-type material, and various, almost forming a kind of rainbow-like pattern of powders. But more than a rainbow, because there's, there's whites, there's blacks, there's grays. And I am going to close the book with a resounding thud when the spirit has finally, in fact, manifested. The ghostly woman appears, her eyes mad with rage, her unkempt, dirt-covered fingernails, sharpest talons, and her canine teeth almost fangs. She looks at the circle you've drawn and begins howling with rage. What is it that you're trying to do? I am attempting to trap a specific monster. Roll to use magic. Splendiferous. Uh, that is a three and a two makes for a total of five, plus my weird of two brings it up to a seven. A seven is a success, sort of. What sort of glitch are we looking at? We are looking at a glitch in which this barrier takes a lot out of the person who casts it, and I take one harm ignoring armor. This creature cannot cross the barrier. As she slams her claws against it, it thrums, and you can feel that the barrier itself is feeding off of your life force. If it wasn't, it would have fallen already. She's getting angrier. And you're certain this will not hold her long enough. 
this is only a temporary solution. At this point, you hear the crack of stone breaking, and you see O'Malley and the bird go over the cliff. Is it feasible for me to leap off the back of this creature and try to catch Father O'Malley's hand as he slides over the side of the cliff? Then there's absolutely no way. You rode this creature out at least the height of the tree. Oh, okay. And that, otherwise, you wouldn't have been able to get underneath Hog. Oh, that makes so total just, sense. Yeah, you're just not in position. Okay, I thought he fell like off the top of the tree while the tree fell and he came straight down to me. N- no, 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 no. Okay. It, well, shucks. Amelie, you're tumbling over the edge of the cliff. Yes. What are you going to do? I am going to attempt to drive my sword into the rock face. Very well. Halting my progression. I would like you to roll to use magic. Okay. The old college try. Boom! Six and a four is a ten. And my weird is a zero. This is what we call pure luck. You drive your sword in, and the holy energy you channel through it burns and melts the rock face and slows your descent. About halfway down, you are stuck hanging from the cliff. But the bird does not fare so well. It crashes into the ground below and twitches a few times before it stops moving. Well, that's one problem down. Now to figure out how to get this problem up. Izzy, what were you going to do? I was going to address the spirit. Okay, go for it. A little birdie had told the man of the cloth that the best way to handle a threat such as yourself would be, of all things, to show it the means by which man has conquered the wilderness. And I have to say that despite being a man of mystical arts myself, I am most happily the worst person you could have come across. I carry with me many types of magic, but I also carry with me the very item, aside from, say, the railroad or the printing press, or even the great telegram. I have on my person the one item that proved how the West was won. And I pull my six-shooter revolver from my hip and shoot it. Roll to kick some ass. A five and a two is a seven. Plus my tough of zero would be a regular seven. But I'm going to spend a point of luck to make this a 12. Taking an extra effect, which I will use to inflict terrible harm. The The bullet passes right through her. I should point out to you that the revolver has been enchanted by me, making it a three-harm magic weapon. Making the The total amount of harm that would be suffered four. The bullet passes right through her. 
and she lunges towards the brief momentary gap in the protections as it passes through, but is not able to get there in time. Damn, I have been setting that one up for weeks. Now I'm kind of shit out of ideas. Yes, everyone is just stunned as, for a moment, Izzy stands there speechless, his magic having failed him. Well, fine. Be that way. Since you spent a point of luck and you got that 12, I am going to say this creature is fey. And what do most legends say is fey's weakness? I have an iron sword. Lead exists in nature. Oh, that explains everything. Is it lead or iron? Lead doesn't work because it exists in nature. Oh. Forged iron is typically the traditional fey weakness. Right. I reach into my suitcase and retrieve a different kind of bullet. A bullet that is icy cold to the touch of my fingers. I load it. As she sees you loading the gun, she drives her hands into the ground beneath her, and vines begin sprouting all around. Please roll to act under pressure. Let's see. A five and a one is a six, plus my cool of one brings me to a seven. So, you can be free of being entangled by these vines, but you dropped the bullet. Or you loaded the gun, but you cannot aim and fire it because you are caught in the vines. No, I want that gun loaded. The opportunity to fire, I'm sure, will present itself in time. You load the gun, but your arms are wrapped up and you are trapped. Trevor, what you gonna do? Well, I'm afraid if I let the reins go on this 20-ton beast, then it's gonna gain its, you know, free wheel back and then want to stomp and crumple my friends. Uh. Well, you do have an og. I do have an og. Og, can you go chew through those vines and free Izzy? I kind of have my hands full. And I wrangle and chank on the chains and move. Og chomp, og chomp. Please roll to act under pressure. Okay. Well, a five and a six is an eleven. My act under pressure is cool for a 1, which makes it a 12. And I'm specialized in that. So, Og dives towards the spirit and Izzy. And in a blur of carnage incarnate, tears the vines to ribbons, slashing with his helicopter blade, tearing with his teeth, and protecting Izzy with his makeshift shield. Izzy, you are free to act. I take the shot. Roll to kick some ass. Oh, a six and a three is a total of nine. But I have a tough of zero, which will keep it a nine. Short of, say... Me spending another luck point, or someone else's assistance. But as everyone else is preoccupied, 
I really, really want this thing to feel the burn. So I will spend a second point of luck Ooh. to make this a 12 and inflict terrible harm with a cold iron bullet. There's a loud bang. And the spirit just ceases to be. I blow the smoke on my revolver. Um, n now that there's no spirit, do the prehistoric scary creatures go away? They do not. Oh no! You can see from high atop this mountain peak, though, that the forests are no longer expanding. Well, it's California. This problem will sort itself out with a couple of summers, wildfires. Uh, Arg, was it? Your friend in the cloth seems to have taken a tumble over the side. Perhaps you can help him get back on his feet over there. And I point in the direction of where Father O'Malley had fallen off the side. Arg, help. Arg, help. Yes, yes, and Arg, he help. jogs over to the edge of the cliff, looking down. Priest man stuck. Hmm. Can you priest man unstuck? Yes. Can I tie off this creature with my chain since the technical evil spirit isn't controlling it? So it should have kind of calmed down now that I've wrangled oh, it. Oh, it definitely has calmed down. It's no longer in a rampage and smash. Now it mostly is scared and smash. Okay. Well, I'll uh, hop off its back and slap it in the hindquarters. So it goes in another direction away from us. Mm-hmm. And is the wreckage of the helicopter here at the tip of the tree where I was? Yes. There should be some rope in there that I would like to gather and go help my friend who is hanging from a cliff uh, get unhanging from a cliff. Okay. Without too much more work, you're able to help Father O'Malley climb to the top of the cliff. Oh, thank you, Trevor. I... Was in quite the pickle there for a moment. Well, another day saved. As you say that, like, in the distance you hear a T-Rex roar. <laughs> Something tells me this one's going to be a while cleaning up, Trevor. Yeah, but think of all the jobs that creates. That's an okay thing. Plus, now there's plenty of lumber to buy a new house for myself. I mean, build a new house for myself. You know what, I'll probably do both. Who knows? Speaking of doing both, how are we going to get back to town? Before everybody even worries about that, is anyone unstable? Nope. I'm just above the unstable uh, thing for harm. I have three of them. So do I. <laughs> I am quite, in fact, perfectly fine. Okay. Of course you are. You had your hand in your pockets most of the time. <laughs> it helps. Because, yeah, I wasn't going to give you any trouble on your way back to town unless somebody was bleeding from their pores or something. Oh, fair enough. I mean, if I had taken one more damage from Og, I'd be, you know, unstable. But such is life. That good no, old I'm... super impervious to damage move that I picked up. Very good. And with that, you head back to the city. Welcome to the middle of the show. Episode 44? 44. <laughs> 4G Porgy. This is just your weekly mid-episode reminder 
that you can find. The Umbral Theater presents Expeditions of the Extra Normal everywhere you get your podcasts, your Podbean, your Spotify, your iHeartRadio, pretty much anywhere fine podcasts are available. You can find this fine podcast. If you want to go ahead and help us out by recommending us to your friends or leaving uh, a review, all that stuff uh, helps us out tremendously, and we appreciate all our fan interactions. Don't forget about all of our other projects that are ongoing. Like our campaign of Thirsty Sword Lesbians, currently airing Thursday nights on Twitch at our Twitch account, twitch.tv slash theumbraltheater. For up-to-date notifications of when our shows go live or of projects that we are going to be launching, advertising, and otherwise supporting, you can also follow us on Twitter at Umbral Theater. We have also started recording for our new masks show, Expeditions of the Exponoral, Pinnacle City. So keep your eye out for that when it comes around, because it's going to be super fun and comic-y. Comic boogie? I don't know. Yes. Fun. Yeah, it's it's different than this. We'll take all the action you have as your comic bookies. And now, back to the show. Sorry about that bad joke from Matt. That was that was uncalled for. <laughs> Don't worry, he will be punished. This this podcast is punishment enough. So we finished a mystery. Let's go through the checklist quick. Whoa. Hey, let's do it. So, first question. Um, did we save somebody? First question is, did we conclude the current mystery? No, I'm doing it in a different order. Oh, you... Uh, did as, we save As, as I said, did we conclude the current mystery? Yes. <laughs> so, in the grand scheme of people, did we save people? Yes. Did we physically save a singular person that wasn't in the group? No. I mean, I mean, Og was stuck in that tree. And you were dangling from a cliff. Well, let's also check out the other questions to see if that one even matters. Sure. Did we learn something new and important about the world? Um, we learned that cold iron hurts Faye. We learned that eucalyptus trees are highly flammable. We learned that gasoline is highly flammable. I don't know if that's new, but we certainly learned it. We learned that helicopters cannot, in fact, withstand attacks from pterodactyls? No, it was a bird for sure. Just... That was a bird, okay. Yeah. I'm going to put down both anyway. Yeah. And did we learn something new and interesting about the heroes? We learned that Odd could do a three-point land. I feel like that one's reaching. <laughs> Is he's uh, got a what? gun? Uh, Is he not only has a gun, but has cold iron bullets. That I can fly a helicopter. I think we all learned that at the same time. We learned that Father O'Malley has absolutely no problems pissing off spirits of nature. We learned that there is another group of monster fighting things in Seattle. Okay. So everybody gets two XP. Tax P. I leveled. I also level. I also leveled. Woohoo! Three Pete. It's called a hat trick. It's called you don't have a hat. I have several hats. Yes, but O'Malley doesn't. How does he keep his head warm? So, what new moves are we taking? Well, 
All I have left are regular improvements or retirement. So Trevor Ebbs is retiring. Got it. Ah. How did you know? Bullets. His one weakness. <laughs> I'm going to bump my cool to plus two. Woohoo. Yes. <laughs> hey, guess what? I'm also going to bump my cool to a plus two. <laughs> <clears throat> Well, that's neat, kids. I'm going to push my weird to a plus three. Ooh, well, that makes sense. You're the wizard. He's also pretty weird. I have a gun, which makes me much more untrustworthy now that you know I have one. Uh huh. Well, you're not wrong. It's a hard feat, but you've somehow managed it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, that was probably the fastest we've chosen what we're going to do with our characters. I know, right? You guys are like... Done in, like, 30 seconds. With the exception of Izzy, we're all at a point where there are limited options for Trevor and uh, O'Malley. We've done so much with so little. Took you guys 44 episodes, but you got your upgrades done within the same segment. I'm proud. Don't, don't expect this to be a regular occurrence. Too late. No, with the way Trevor probably feeds himself. I don't expect he's anything close to regular. <laughs> no. God. I didn't want to think about it. Ho-hos and ding-dongs and Twinkies. Corn chips and sodas and all the regular stuff. It's just a literal nightmare when you go to the bathroom, isn't it? An actual nightmare. He was actually banned from Mexico because he used one of their toilets once. Okay. So, with that, let's pick up on the second half. Let's. It's taken two days of travel, and you found your way back to L.I. by foot. Og has made himself a sheath for his new sword out of Velociraptor hide. But the city seems less in complete shambles than the last time you saw it. You mean, like, less trees? Or, like... Well, since the trees aren't actively expanding, there's less people running in terror and less buildings being torn up. That makes sense. Well, um, since my current house is, um, roughly like 50 feet off the ground and in pieces, I recommend we stay in my other boat, the three-piece. And we head Logical. to the docks. You get to the docks, you've got your boat. Heck yeah. There are a lot of people living on the beach right now. I imagine as much. But I didn't want to live on the beach because I have the hut there. But I'm sure there's too many people cramping around and that's just going to cramp my style. So living on the boat, way cooler. So you get into your boat, the four of you, and do you just like stay at the docks or do you... Um, well, I mean, it has, uh, it has lodging at the marina. But it's probably better if we just, like, lodge out, uh, weigh anchor, I don't know, like 100 feet offshore. Yeah, you got it. That's a chill place to be. Plus, I can still get Wi-Fi out there. Nice. It's all important. Speaking of getting Wi-Fi out in the ocean, what are we going to do about the big seagull monster? Because I can't imagine that that's going to go any good for anybody at all. Well... Trevor, I'm fairly confident that uh, it was headed for Atuine, which we should probably go there and check in on our druid friends and 
also our erstwhile knight. Huh? I'm all for that. Do you know how to find Atuin? We've been there several times. I just head yeah, out in he... the bay and... He swam off. That's why we couldn't get the druids to help us with the, uh... With the thing we needed help with at that time. Um, with those memories that I could totally recall someday, but today's not that day. Hey, Izzy. You know magic. Can you find the world turtle? Without really saying anything, I reach into my suitcase and pull out, from your perspective, a turtle shell. But I turn the turtle shell around, and there is a compass. Ooh. Oh, it died of natural causes. But it's inextricably linked to the world turtle, but... I don't know why we need to all of a sudden go and give that thing a visit. Well, a long time ago, a bunch of druids were up in the mountains. And while they were there, um, this dude was on the beach. And he controlled seagulls. And, like, he started doing bad things. And then the people in the druid place were like, no, that's not cool. So they sent one of their people out with their big bird person to go collect the guy with the birds. And when she showed up, we got attacked in the parking lot, and then there was a fight, and there was a fire hydrant, and then, like, there wasn't, and we went to the beach, and there was a seagull guy hiding in my boat. And I was like, hey, seagull guy, you should totally hang out. Here's a hobo pie. And after he ate the hobo pie, this big bird showed up and picked up my boat, and it flew off with it. And the seagulls chased him, and we chased him, and we found him in the woods, and we found my boat, and I was super happy to see my boat. But then, these big scary things attacked us. We were like, oh my god, big scary things. And we attacked them, and they attacked the big bird, and then after that, he flew over my boat again. But this time, all the druids were on my boat. And then, they went to the big turtle in the ocean, called Atuin, where we went. So now we know where Atuin was, but he's not there anymore. So we need you to find him, so we can go back to him and be like, hey, we need your help. Because the seagull guy's back. Well, add another 300,000 to my ongoing tab, and certainly I believe we can get to them. Um... To be fair, 300,000 is a lot. Well, yes, but on top of the two and a half million you already owe me, I believe that it's really nothing. Good point. <coughs> Go on. <laughs> well, how am I going to be able to find the world turtle out at sea while we're docked at a boat? Well, we're way at anchor. But, uh, you know, I... I can unanchor and start floating in a certain direction if you would point me in that direction. Oh, sure. And I go onto the deck of the ship and hold the turtle compass aloft. And from my suitcase, I additionally pull a small green leaf that I brush against the needle of the compass for the leaf itself apparates into dust that flies away on the wind. Sounds like you'd like to roll to use magic. Certainly would. Oh man, uh, one and a four is a five, but my weird now of three brings that to a total of eight. You dirty cheater. So, there's a glitch. What kind of glitch are we talking about here? Well, there's also an effect, which 
will allow me to observe another place or time. My vision being able to draw from it the direction which I will need to go to get there. But there is a problematic side effect. A problematic side effect? Okay. You open your eyes and gaze upon the island of Atuin. You see it is in the deep ocean. It is traveling underwater as there is a horde of seagulls flying above it, waiting for them to surface. The druids on the island are doing everything they can to maintain this bubble of breathable air, but they're not sure how long it's going to last. You're certain you could find your way to them, but as you're watching, you feel something else watching, too. Something else is borrowing your vision, and you see the impression of a inhuman golden eye, and then your vision returns to normal, and you're back on the boat. Well, that's quite the pickle. We're not looking for pickles, silly. We're looking for a world turtle. Well, yes, but the world turtle is being accosted by a ravenous horde of angry flying seagulls. It has, in fact, submerged itself under the waves, a magical bubble of air keeping all of those upon it able to breathe. You're going to want to start heading for these coordinates. As I pull out a piece of paper and start writing them down. And as I'm writing them, what was also curious is there was a large golden eye that appeared while I was casting my magic and appears to be also aware of the location of them. So as usual, expect the unexpectable. Okay. And I pilot the boat in that direction. Unless anybody wants to stop and get supplies. Ogfish. Og does like fish. Do you want to get fish first? Ogfish. He holds up a stick with a string tied to it. Oh. Awesome. We control fish. While I'm driving, hanging off the back of the boat. And then the fish will chase it. And we go. A day or two later, you are closing in upon the coordinates when you see a dark storm cloud in the distance. As you continue forward, it becomes clear that this is not a storm cloud. This is a massive gathering of birds. You know, Trevor, as ominous as that is, I'm at least glad that we handled the skinwalkers so we didn't have to deal with both again, as we've done in the past. I agree, because one threat is better than two threats. Although that's a lot of birds, so that might count as more than one threat. But additional threats are not welcome. At this point, the water starts becoming choppy. Oh. Because of the wind from the bird's wings? No, this, there's... The water itself is moving and, like, roiling. And there are waves... Perhaps tantamount to a giant turtle coming up for air? Perhaps. Well, because this is the three-piece, and I've had experience with this in the past, this boat comes with scuba gear. 
So, I turned to my buddies. I'm like, hey dudes, we should toast put the scuba gear on and go down below and see if we can't find them down below and offer assistance. Unless they come above, and then it won't be worth it. Og begins trying to put on some scuba gear. It's not going well. Um, I actually don't think you need it, Og. Or can you no longer breathe underwater? <gasps> he looks confused. You know what? Never mind. And I help him fasten it to his back. Make the straps longer. And He doesn't get to wear the skin suit, but he gets a can of air and some goggles for his face. Yeah, he, he doesn't, like, put the piece in his mouth and start breathing it or anything. He's just... It's just hanging there. Yeah, he just wanted to be, be part of the, the team. I dig it. Because he is part of the team. I mean, he tried putting on a wetsuit, but pulling that over shark skin just wasn't going to happen. Oh, no. When we go out of the boat, you got to roll backwards like this. Because if you don't, you're going to roll into the boat. And I roll backwards out of the boat. And he goes over and he sits on the edge of the boat to roll backwards and the railing breaks under his weight and he falls into the water. I'm going to retrieve from my suitcase a similar to the previous time I had done so, a small cutting of a piece of cactus. And I'm additionally going to have a single tablet of Alka-Seltzer. And I... Consume both at the same time and await the transformation. Make your roll. Oh, the dice are trying. A two and a three is a five, plus my weird of three is another eight. Eight is good enough. What sort of drawback does this one have? Well, my effect is that I will do one thing that is beyond human limitations. I'll be able to breathe underwater the but there is going to be a problematic side effect once again you sprout with cacti thorns oh well if i need to catch on to something that's moving and i hop into the water father bro Malley. yes my son i'm assuming you're joining people in the water yeah well i'm going to uh, scuba suit up like Trevor and work my okay. way uh, into the water. And the four of you dive down and closer to Ottawin. You eventually come into view of the giant turtle gracefully swimming underwater without a care in the world, seemingly. You can see the bubble of air encompassing the back covering the whole shell. And otherwise, your approach is uneventful. Before too long, you swim up to the beach and pull yourselves ashore. Izzy, how come you're not wearing a scuba suit? Because I can breathe underwater for the day. Izzy, Izzy, Izzy. I thought you were smarter than that. Even if you can breathe underwater, you should have brought an extra tank of air to help our friends who can't breathe underwater. Well, I could contrib more air into them, if the need arises, I suppose. Well, as long as you don't blow anybody up. No promises. The first people you see as you pull yourselves up are 
Bob and Emily. They are channeling some sort of magical effect that is in some way tied to this bubble of air. Emily waves to you as she sees you. Oh, hey, guys. Haven't seen you in a while. Hey, dude, Ed. Who's the uh, new guy? This is Izzy. He also does magic. But it's different than your magic. Izzy what? Ha 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 I am not sure I get it there. He, he's a local wizard who decided he wanted to tag along with us. Oh, far out. How dare you make such a disastrous implication. I am most certainly not local. Oh, right. He took the train from Hogwarts. Oh, man, that's a real place? No, he's being an ass. I think it was Houston. I heard Houston's a pretty magical place. I don't believe everything you hear. So, I'm assuming you guys are here because uh, the giant bird monster? Yeah, man. That is it. Um, unfortunately, I, I must inform you that uh, it's unleashing upon you was uh, an accidental consequence of our encounter with the man Jacob Early. Oh, wow. And uh, what about the sea quakes? Sea quakes? With that, the turtle shakes a little bit as you can see the water outside royal. Uh, global warming? Question mark? I don't know. Those just started a couple of days ago. Oh, they might be related to uh, an ever-blooming forest that developed uh, adjacent to your campsite atop the mountain. Oh, that's wild. Certainly was. Well, I guess we can go and, uh, you can talk to Grandma and, uh, she can maybe help figure things out. Okay. Which direction do we go? Oh, this way. And she just starts leading you towards the center of the the turtle's back. Oh, alright, cool. As you crest the hill, Grandma is waiting there with her granddaughter. She has a concerned look on her face as you approach. I'm glad you are here, champions, but this is, unfortunately, not a great time. You see, we are under attack by the spirits of the avians of the sea, and somehow their presence is awakening something else. 